We're dinking around with Eddie and Webby. Dinking around with Eddie and Webby tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are back, and I am not alone. Look who's here, everybody. Oh, my gosh. It's me. I'm Eddie. Who are you? What's your name? I'm Webby, not Eddie. Let's touch the tips. There we go. Wow. This is dinking around with Eddie and Webby. Finally, I know it's been dinking around with Webby for the last, what, four, three, three or four episodes. I don't even know how many. Something like that. And for anybody that tuned into the previous episode and wasn't aware, no, Eddie was not actually with me. I was just <laughs> did some creative editing, and uh, I thought it was obvious, but I feel like some people might have actually thought you were actually with me, and that I kicked you off the show like <laughs> within the first few minutes. <laughs> if uh, if you're one of those people, you're a big stupid dummy head. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, keep tuning in, uh, Webby. It's been how long has it been since we've done this live together? Months. It's been months. Oh, man. It's been far, far too long. I can't even remember the last time we did a live episode. Uh, it's weird. It's weird to be live once again. It was very weird to do episodes without you. And now that I've done a few, it's weird to be live again. <laughs> it's, it's just all weird. Yeah. It might be a little rusty tonight, but that's okay. Um, there really hasn't been much going on in the pickleball world in the last few months, though, right? Nothing. It's been so slow in the pickleball world. It's been boring, kind of. <laughs> Well, we got a lot of great stuff that we want to be able to talk about tonight because that was sarcasm, folks. There has been so much craziness going on in the pickleball world. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, I have a pretty big announcement, something that I'm very proud of that uh, has to do with pickleball that I'm excited to share with all y'all tonight as well. But Webby, before we get into any of that, uh, I'm a little thirsty. Are you Are you thirsty? Even though oh, it's not really? Thir- <laughs> yes, Catherine. Oh, really? Um, even though it's not Thursday, I'm still thirsty. Get it? That My grandpa used to tell me that joke, but it was way funnier <laughs> than he said it. Yeah. yeah but are you was, thirsty, but, for real? I, I am very thirsty, and I actually just so happen to have a beer right next to me. Do you mind if I show it off and pour it? I do mind. Actually, you should not do it. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine, I'll just be uh, real thirsty and <clears throat> parched the entire episode. Uh, no, I would really love to know what you're planning on drinking this evening. Well, it's uh, getting cold here in Michigan. So to me, that is porter season. Mm. So today I'm going to drink one that I thoroughly enjoy a lot. And that is from Founders Brewing, which is a Michigan company. And this is Founders Porter. And for the first time in a long time, I'm going to pour it live because... When I was by myself, I didn't feel like taking the time to pour it because I thought it would be weird and awkward. But now that you're here, and if I pour this all over my computer, you can take over. But yeah, this is going to be a very tasty. Hey, what about that you? What are you look drinking delicious. tonight? Well, it's, uh, it's definitely porter weather up in Michigan, not porter weather down here in Florida. In fact, I've been waiting for the temperatures to cool down, but even today it got up to 85 degrees. So... We're close. We're really close to some really nice days in the mid-70s, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but I am going to be drinking the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Experimental IPA. I don't know much about this, Ooh. but I will tell you that I have liked every single thing I've ever drank from New Belgium, especially their Voodoo Ranger series. They're all very hop-forward. They are delicious, and I'm excited to uh, to definitely enjoy this one this evening. Webby, have you had this one before? 
I have actually three episodes ago. I tried it for the first time ever, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was really good. It surprised me at how good it was, just because I, when I see the word experimental, I think like, oh, they're gonna try something like really weird and crazy that they probably will never even make again. It was probably just an experimental thing, just like the name says. But no, I thought it was delicious. I would absolutely drink that again, and I plan on buying some more very soon. Well, that's good. Can you please share with the group how you're doing your ventriloquist act right now, though, where you're not moving your head or your mouth while talking to us? Yeah, this is what happens when you go live after the first time in a long time. Uh, you get technical issues, but you'll still be able to hear me while I fix my stupid camera that keeps freezing. Stupid camera. Don't blame it on vMix, Slinko, if you're out there. It's not, this isn't a vMix issue. This is a Webby and his camera issue. So zip it. Um, well, I'm going to try this beer the Voodoo Ranger Experimental IPA real quick while Webby fixes his camera. Mm. A little foamy at the top, but that's okay. Mm. That is absolutely delicious. Very hop forward. But the one thing I like about the Voodoo Ranger series of IPAs is that they actually have a good multi backbone to them. So a lot of times with an IPA, it drinks like hop tea, basically, which just means it's like hop water, but not the Voodoo Ranger series. This one is nice. I wonder what the experimental part is. Maybe we'll find out from Joanna with New Belgium next time I see her. But I do want to give a quick shout out to New Belgium. Uh, We are big fans of them. They are sponsoring a lot of things in Pickleball, and we are grateful for that. And guys, I just want to tell you, if there's a company out there sponsoring Pickleball, they're they're doing it because they love the sport, most likely. Uh, Probably not for the most lucrative financially investment savvy perspective because pickleball is just not exactly there yet. So if you do see brands that are out there that are sponsoring pickleball, definitely go check them out. New Belgium is one of them. They make incredible beer. Webby and I both uh, highly recommend it. And we love to support brands that support pickleball. Right, Webby? Absolutely. Totally agree. But cheers, my friend. It has been far too long since we were together. So it's nice to be able to do this again. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. So I want to I wanna start off by talking with you about uh, your most recent tournament that you played in. Um, oh, God. Do we have to? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's important, too. I'm sure you guys know that I've always kind of felt like playing uh, pickleball indoors on a gym court surface is a completely different sport. But... In a lot of areas of the country, especially those in the north where you can't play outdoors year-round, sometimes that's all you're stuck with. And it sounds like, Webby, that was your situation a few weeks ago. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it briefly. I, I talked about it in depth in the previous episode. I'm sure uh, I'm sure you listened to that one. But, but, uh, Whoops. But, uh, Whoopsies. <laughs> but just a recap. Yeah, like I, I apologized for calling people pickleball snobs that didn't want to play indoors because I'd now fully... Uh, understand why people don't like playing indoors on a gym court surface. And the tournament that I played in a couple weeks ago was on a gym floor surface. I did absolutely horrible. And I can't, I probably can't blame it all on the gym floor surface. It's probably, maybe I had a little bit to do with me losing all my games, <laughs> but, uh, but it, seriously, it was such a weird experience after getting used to playing outdoors and on even indoors on dedicated pickleball surfaces, uh, the ball just, it bounces so different. Like it, there were three times that me, like just, I whiffed the ball, but even my partner on that first game whiffed a couple times because when the ball hit, it didn't bounce up as high as you're used to when you're playing outdoors. It like almost like skipped and just barely bounced. So we would go to hit the ball and we would just totally whiff 
and it was super embarrassing, super frustrating. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a totally different experience. Like I said before, like I'll, I'll gladly play on a gym floor surface for rec play and for fun, but when it comes to competitive playing, I definitely will think twice about doing it. Even though I just signed up for another tournament in February, that's going to be on a gym, on a gym floor <laughs> surface, but a much a much nicer one, a much nicer one though. The next tournament I'm doing is going to be in uh, at the Detroit Pistons training facility, and they have a, a very nice gym court surface. Is that the same tournament you played last year with Tom Miller? It is. Yep. Last year I did four point five, didn't do so well. We did get one victory though, so that's cool. My first ever four point five tournament, I did get one victory, um, but this time I will be doing four point oh. I feel like that's more realistic and more more where i belong yeah i mean it definitely seems like you know you you want to you want to challenge yourself but put yourself in the bracket that you know um you have similar level of play with so i totally yeah 100 get that um got a couple comments coming in on youtube here that i want to shout out oh nice Our friends over at the uh, at the pickleball channel said good to see you together rusty it's oh, nice. good to be back together and uh, we appreciate your uh your shout out. So we talked uh, a little bit yeah. about me. I think that uh, the last few episodes has been way, way too much talking about just myself. Eddie, where the heck have you been lately? All right, <laughs> let's just guys, cut right so to the chase. Let's just cut right to it. So um, I don't even know where to begin, but it all started years ago. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, basically, I have made a career change recently, and I'm super excited about it. Uh, it's been going on for a few months now, but I haven't really made my public announcement with it. Uh, but just to give a little background before I announce what I did. So Webby and I, we we previously worked for the same company. Um, I started at the company back in 2003, before I even finished college. And, uh, and so I'd been there for a very long time. Webby, I know you've been there for a considerable, considerable amount of time as well. And so... If I was going to make a career change, obviously you guys know, like, that's not something I would take lightly. I mean, right, Webby? Like, you can't just leave something for that long without putting some very serious thought into, you know, what you want to do and, and making sure that it's, it's the right thing for you, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but I've been wanting to get into the pickleball world for a very long time and, and kind of make that my career. And things just happen to work out with this company. Um, a little background before I announce who they were. Webby and I have been friends with the owners for probably, what, three years now has it been? Actually, I think it was, yeah, right around three years ago. Yeah. Yep. Which is pretty crazy. Um, we had them both on our podcast before. Just over two years ago, I actually worked with them at PPA Masters in Las Vegas, where we actually live streamed the, uh, the tournament, uh, got a chance to get to know all of them, and that event two years ago is it kind of in, in, in my mind where I felt like, God, if I was going to make a career change, I would love to work with these people. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. You see them everywhere. They sponsor the top pros in the game. We have an amazing event called Tuesday Night Pickleball. Their slogan is, it's fun to feel good. That's right. I am now a full-time employee with Jigsaw Health. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't be happier. I'm so happy I made the change. Uh, they're just an incredible company. It's part of the reason why I haven't live streamed in a while, simply because they're on Arizona time and I'm on Eastern time, so is Webby. So for the first few months, I really wanted to make sure that uh, that I was kind of working their hours, which 
you know me, I like to go to bed early. So it's like not much time at night. Webby's busy in the morning. So it's one of the reasons. But hopefully now that we have a rhythm down, we can get into doing this more often. But um, anyway, Webby, have you have you been watching the Tuesday night pickleball events? I have. They've been very cool. And I, I'm very proud of you for uh, being able to take that leap and get involved in the pickleball world more. I know Jigsaw is a great company. Like you said, we have gotten along with Patrick and Ashley for years now. Uh, super fun people. Seems like a super fun company. So that's awesome. I think it's a, a match made in heaven. I agree. I'm, I'm a big corporate culture guy, right? And to me, it's the... Uh, I don't even know what the right phrase I want to be able to say here is, but I, I think, I think I want to, I always like aligning myself with companies that it's so much more the, uh, less about what they do and who they are. And they have such a great corporate culture. Yes. Jigsaw health, we sell supplements, but we're more of a company that focuses on doing things that are fun and entertaining, especially in the pickleball world. Uh, and that's why it's one of the many reasons why I'm so happy I made that move over to them. Um, and it does look like we actually have a couple more comments here on YouTube that I think we should show. Here's one from Bad Pickleball. It says, Woot, DJ Pickle, congrats, Eddie. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, DJ Pickle is awesome. I love him running around in that jumpsuit. Always fun to, to see him out there. Um, we got Sean P777 saying, congrats. Thank you, Sean P. And uh, yeah. And speaking of DJ Pickle, uh, that's Patrick from Jigsaw. Uh, he he is DJ Pickle. For hopefully that wasn't supposed to be a surprise or anything. I don't know if that was like a <laughs> that, like a mysterious wait, character of his. <laughs> that's Patrick yeah, sorry Sullivan. To <laughs> sorry to break the news to you, Eddie, but yeah, DJ Pickle is Patrick Sullivan of Jigsaw oh, Health. Man. But um, but years ago he was uh, very supportive of us, and he would play uh, pickleball anthem. And he would play pickleball for life during intermission or during timeouts at pickleball events. Mm -hmm. And that was very cool to see. Like the, the funny thing is there was, I wasn't even tuned into the live stream at the time and I was getting messages like, Hey, pickleball anthem was just playing during the tournament. That's so cool. And so I tuned in and, and like I rewound it a little bit and people were like dancing and singing to it and stuff like that. Like that was such a cool moment because up to that point, like I didn't even know if anybody had even heard these songs before. Right. And then yeah. here we have DJ Pickle playing it during these big tournaments. I mean, that was so, so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Such a fun group to work with. Uh, being there for Tuesday Night Pickleball is unlike any pickleball experience I've ever been to. Uh, usually when you go to these big events, there are multiple hours and hours and hours of pickleball, right? Well, with Tuesday Night Pickleball, if you are on site, it's an experience. You get food, you get drinks, and people aren't afraid to put back a couple and have a good time. There's music going. They have these two giant subwoofers, and when the bass kicks in, the whole place is rumbling. It's an energy unlike anything I've ever felt before at an experience, and I love that the pros are playing into it. So I'm sure you've seen Webby. We announce them. They come running out. There's cold sparks going behind them. They're, they're thinking of clever things to do when they're being announced, um, we had Daniel De La Rosa there, who is the top racquetball player, and he came out with the racquetball racket in his hand and looked at it and threw it to the side, and and somebody <laughs> tossed him his pickleball paddle. Right, so the the pros are getting are getting into this, and although it's an exhibition match, there's some decent money on the line, and they're taking it seriously, but not not in a in a toxic way. I'm sure you guys have seen uh, at some of these tournaments 
where things are getting a little toxic out there. But Tuesday night pickleball, we don't see that. Everybody's having fun. Uh, you know, you we had the Newmans out there last time, which is going to air on January third, and they were talking trash to each other. They were on the. It's just yeah, it was just such a good time. Yeah, and even from the very first episode of Tuesday Night Pickleball that I watched, like it just immediately it was something different about it. It was unique. It's just in your face, entertaining, super fun, different. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the the pro tours and stuff, there there's fatigue going on, viewer fatigue. There's just too much of the same players playing against each other. And this is something different. It's different matchups uh, in between. There's fun commercials. And the crowd is getting crazy and wild. And I like that there's like a full packed house there. Like that makes such a huge difference when you have a good crowd in attendance and just everything about it, the whole production, you can just tell a lot of heart and thought goes into it. And it's just way more fun to watch than a lot of what's going on in pro pickleball these days. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I do think that things are getting a little saturated, a little stale. So if we can switch it up and, do something a little different and you guys are enjoying it, then we'll keep on doing it. Uh, and another thing too, that I wanted to bring up, uh, so Webby and I have been using jigsaw products for almost going on three years now, long before we even became, you know, good friends with them or before I took the job with them. Um, like Webby, what, what are some of the things that jigsaw pickle or <laughs> jigsaw health provides that you enjoy? Uh, so I legit drink the, the pickleball cocktail pretty much every morning, even if I'm not playing pickleball that day. Uh, and when I play, I always take at least two pre-mixed. Uh, I mix one of the packets of the, the Fruit Punch Electrolyte Supreme mixed within mm -hmm. the, just a bottle of water. I always take two bottles of water with the Electrolyte Supreme mixed in it. And I absolutely feel like it works for me because I... I had issues. We've talked about it on the show in the past, but I had severe dehydration issues when I first started playing pickleball. And I used to just drink nothing but regular water. And I realized that like that, because of how much I sweat, you know, I sweat like a sieve. It's just this, yeah. this disgusting how much I sweat. <laughs> so uh, I, I quickly learned that just water alone is not enough. So I look, started looking into electrolyte drinks and stuff like that. And theirs to me was like the, the best tasting, especially since it was sugar-free. Mm -hmm. um, and what I like is they use like the good sugar-free uh, ingredients because I know there's some out there like the, the artificial sweeteners aren't so good for you. And I like that what they use is actually good for you. So it's good stuff. I like it. Yeah, I, I use both Pickleball Cocktail and Electrolyte Supreme. In addition to that, Mag Soothe, take it at night. You're going to feel good cramp free. Uh, speaking from experience, uh, one night I was suffering from cramps. I put back a packet of, uh, Meg Sooth and I felt fantastic. So their products work. Uh, definitely want to check it out. And if you want to help out Webby and I, you can always go to Jigsaw Health. You can use coupon code PB for life 10, which stands for pickleball for life. Obviously PB for life 10. Yeah. Look at that. Huh? Gets you $10 off your order, uh, and that helps Jigsaw Health. Uh, it also helps uh, Webby and I to keep these live streams going and all the other fun stuff we're doing. So go check it out, jigsawhealth.com, coupon code PB for life 10. And I promise you, that's the last sales pitch <laughs> of the episode, right? Commercial over. No, it's not a commercial. <laughs> this is legit it's from not. the heart. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, 
Did you notice anybody watching on YouTube? I don't know if you noticed on my shirt where the pickleball is. It looked like I had a big giant hole going right through my stomach. <laughs> yeah. So you got a new setup in your basement there, man. I like it. I do. I got the green screen set up so I can have whatever I want in the background. Or no, it's not a green screen. I'm just, I have yeah. a nice, this, this nice brick wall with the Eddie and Webby championship belt behind me because I am the current Eddie versus Webby champion. Thank you very much. And got you've had that paddles for... back there. For like 14 months, right? Pretty much, yeah. It was, uh, I think, last September or October or something like that. Yeah, That's how long I've held it, yep. Well, no, that's not how long you've held it. That's how long it's been since you put it up on the line there, bro. What? Because you know, but our, <laughs> our, our, our next match is you and I singles, and you got to wear jean shorts, so... I still say we both have to wear jean shorts. I think like no, like what's the no? I still don't know why you have to give me a, a disadvantage. Like you've won way more times than I have. I've never given you a disadvantage. Everything like we've you, always you agreed <laughs> to it. You can't go back on it. You still got to wear the jorts. You're gonna look good. Don't worry. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm not sure I ever totally agreed to it. I'd like I'd like to see the footage. We, that we says have I agree footage. To it. <laughs> we have a video of you agreeing to it. Pretty sure I said as long as you wear the shorts too, I will. Nope. <laughs> Never happened, but uh, hopefully we can get a chance to do that. I don't know when we're going to see each other again. Maybe over the summer. Who knows? But we will put it back on the line, huh? Yeah, maybe I'll come to Arizona when you're there uh, in the winter or something. I can get away from the cold, get into the nice Arizona heat. There is a White Castle right by the, <laughs> right by the orchard. Oh, it's, I'm for sure going now. Yeah. Actually, seeing you was okay. Seeing you was made it like a uh, maybe I'll come, but now that I know there's a White Castle, I'm definitely coming. <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. I, I'm I'm willing to change the odds or the stakes for the next Eddie versus Webby match. Okay, you can either wear the tight jean shorts or you got to pound like eight sliders within 90 <laughs> minutes of our match starting. Oh man, oh that would and, be and that it, could be bad and, for everybody. If, <laughs> if you barf, you lose. Like you're out. Like you gotta you gotta keep it down. What do you What do you think? I mean, like I said before, I'll, I'll wear the jean shorts if you wear the jean shorts too. I th feel like we got to be, it's got to be even playing field here. Right. Would you even feel good about beating somebody wearing tight jean shorts? Yeah, I'd feel fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because then you get to challenge me with something after once I take the belt back. So it's, it's, it's a two way thing. I think it's just going to be more fun like this. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's best if like we both do the things. Like I think we should do one where we, take a couple shots beforehand, but like both of us take shots. Like I'm not going to make you just take shots and I'll be completely sober. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm just ready to see you in those jean shorts. What do you guys we think? Chime yeah. in. Well, like, what, <laughs> do you think it's, shouldn't we both do the same stipulation or is it fair for one of us to have a disadvantage just because we are the current reigning champion? <laughs> and which one would be more fun to watch? You guys let us know in the comments below. Right. We'll, uh, or if you have a different idea of what you think we should do in the next match, let us know. That's right. Uh, lots of updates in the pickleball world that I, I want to jump into here. Uh, Webby, did you see Lee Waters' announcement? I did. That's very, very sad to hear. So for those of you guys that don't know, uh, at Nationals on Mixed Doubles Day, Lee was playing with Tyson. They actually were on the court just next to the court that I was live streaming on. Uh, Lee Waters... I, I haven't seen uh, any video like clips or anything like that of where the injury took place, but I can tell you we heard 
the the screams and the cries after she got injured. Uh, and it was it was tough to watch, man. I mean, Lee is a tough, tough woman, very tough. And for her to go down like that and to uh, be in that much pain to where, you know, she was in a wheelchair the rest of the weekend, you know that that was no joke of an injury. Yeah, I, I actually saw it because I, I was watching the live stream. Um, there were three live streams going, but and I saw a post on Facebook saying, like, prayers going out to Lee Waters. Looked like she legit got hurt. So I switched over to the live stream where her and Tyson were playing, and then I was able to find where it happened. And, man, like, it just made me feel so bad because you could tell she uh, she just moved wrong, fell to the ground. She was screaming, crying. I just, man, my, I just... I can relate because I have had a knee injury, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I totally tore my ACL in the past, and that's that's the injury how, how, how that she had. She totally tore her ACL. How, oh, that's not important. You... I'm just we're, we're talking about Lee here, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a very stupid story. But um, yeah, just, okay, fine. I'll just tell everybody since they're probably wondering. <laughs> oh man, I was going down the stairs at my house. Or, no, actually, I was in this big fight. There was this gang of people outside, and I, was, I got into this big fight, and I was karate kicking everybody. And uh, no. So I was going down the stairs in my basement. And you know how sometimes when you are in a rush, or like you're, you, like you grab the handles and you kind of like skip a few stairs because you, you just want to like get down the stairs faster. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever done that? Mainly when you were yeah, a kid, I, probably. <laughs> I, I love to skip around, it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so, so I was going down the stairs fast, put my hands on the rails, did the thing where I kind of like pole vaulted past the last few steps, and I just landed very stupidly. I heard a crack. Well, actually, it was a pop. I heard a popping sound and I fell to the ground and I was like, oh my God, I think I just broke my leg. But I didn't feel any pain at all was the weird thing. So like I just, I heard a noise. I knew something wrong happened because I landed weird. So I went to get up, felt fine. And then I went to take a step and then my right leg just buckled and I fell to the ground and come to find out I totally snapped my ACL just the way that I landed the ACL just snapped and I I heard a loud popping sound like I can just distinctly remember that sound and man that sucked sucked big time and turns out that's the same type of injury that Lee Waters has she totally tore her ACL she has to have surgery in a couple weeks and she said she's going to miss the entire 2023 professional season she'll mainly be at the sidelines giving Annalie Waters some coaching and maybe some other people some coaching services but oh man such a bummer I as everybody knows as you know for sure like I've been a huge Team Waters fan ever since they first came onto the scene um, they've been one of my favorite teams of all just because I love the mother-daughter dynamic I love the fact that Annalie Waters is so young and just uh, got youth involved like she was a, a good a, like great inspiration getting youth involved still is uh, speaking of Annalie Waters, she just made the Forbes 30 under 30 list. I saw like that's, yeah, that's incredible, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just such heartbreaking news. I feel horrible for Lee, but hopefully she'll be able to make a nice speedy recovery. Cause as far as I go, like my, my knee that I tore the ACL on, that's that knee's in better shape than my other knee now. So well, I'm sure look, she'll have a, a good recovery. I knew you weren't playing pickleball when you, when you tore it, but let's say you were, how long, realistically, do you think you would have been out for from playing recreationally? Oh, man. I feel like it probably would be a good 8 to 12 months, if, as far as how it went for me. 
Um, but didn't you have complications with like an infection or something afterwards? I, I did. Yeah, I, had, I did have complications. So after the first, so I had to have two surgeries. After the first one, it just, it never felt right. Like I just, anytime I sat for long periods of time, when I would stand up, it just shooting pain would go through my knee. And then after I took a few steps, then it would finally go away. And I was like, oh, it's probably just something I have to live with. Well, after months of that, one day my knee just swelled up like crazy. I couldn't bend it. I couldn't straighten it. And it was warm to the touch. So I went to the doctor's office and they ended up having to rush me into emergency surgery because I had such a bad infection in my knee that I had to have another surgery. After that second surgery, though, I felt much better. Like almost immediately after that surgery, it was like I felt totally normal. It was relief that I hadn't felt at all after the first surgery. So it's just one of those things. You just got to listen to your body and make sure like if you feel something that's not right. Like the fact that I had serious, like shooting pain every time I stood up after sitting for long periods of time, I probably should have asked my doctors about that. I just figured that was something that I'd, I'd have to live with the rest of my life because oh, of the really? surgery I had. <laughs> yes, really, Catherine. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it sucked. Uh, but I feel like if you don't have complications like I had, probably maybe seven or eight months, you could be totally normal, I'm thinking. Okay. Well, I'm sure recreationally, but to be a pro Oh, to play at the pro yeah, level, like right to play at the pro level. Yeah, yeah, it. I could see it being a year. Man, that's tough, man. I feel for. I feel for Lee. I mean, we we all knew at some point, um, Anna Lee was. You know, she was gonna, she was gonna partner up with another female partner. Um, not not because Lee Waters isn't an incredible player, just because, you know, I don't know how to say this delicately. She, she's on the older side for women playing in the pro bracket, right? I mean, her and Simone, I don't really know of many others that are in their 40s that are, that are still playing at that, that top, top level. So we kind of knew that, uh, that Annalie was going to move on. Uh, do, you, do you think that uh, this pushed it up by six months, a year, two years? Like, what, like when do you think that that would have happened naturally without this injury oh man that's a tough one because i i could see lee going strong definitely next year maybe even 2024 but i feel like probably probably by 2024 2025 i feel like anna lee might be looking for a different partner just to just to keep at the top and i'm sure lee would have recognized that maybe she was possibly holding anna lee back and I'm sure she wouldn't want to see that happening. So I could see, I could see maybe next year they would have played together the whole year. 2024, I feel like maybe discussions would start happening and maybe even a new partnership would start forming. But by 2025, I feel like Annalie probably would be playing with somebody different. Yeah. And again, this isn't, we're both fans of Lee and Annalie big time. Oh yeah. Um, Huge fans. So th- this is not a dig at, at either one of them by any means. Uh, it's just, you know, the reality of the situation. I mean, Webby, you and I feel it. We're in our early 40s, and I know when I'm out there, like playing with Tanner Wallace, right? Like <laughs> the kid's got <laughs> energy on energy, and I, I can't hang yep. with that anymore. So, oh yeah, it is what it is. Um, yep. what do you what do you think about Anna Lee and Catherine as a partnership? And we're not going to get into the Catherine part, like that. That ship has sailed. Yeah. Everybody right. and their I mother everybody... has shared their opinion. Like, exactly. That's not, we're not even going to talk about it tonight. But yeah, even on the previous episode, Pickleball McNasty and I we dabbled in it just a little bit, but I didn't want to talk about it too much. But yeah, I'm totally, totally done with that whole topic. 
Um, but as far as Annalie and Catherine playing together, I mean, they just proved they just won nationals together. Uh, an amazing comeback victory after being down the first two games and then winning three straight games. Uh, as far as I know, that was that was their first time ever playing together, wasn't it? Or I mean, maybe they practiced together, but uh, I don't remember ever seeing them play together. No, I, I've never seen them play together, definitely not in a tournament. Uh, their styles worked very well together. I always wondered if if Anna Lee was going to find a different partner who she would play well with, right? Because she's in a, she's a very aggressive player, especially in women's doubles. She is looking to speed up and attack balls that four years ago nobody would have even considered attacking and that you know she yep. and that's her style and it works so is she better on the left side in 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 women's doubles is she better on the right side i don't know did it would it have been better to have her partner with maybe a more defensive right side player and let her be on the left to dominate i all i know is that her and Catherine worked and going back and looking at it uh, I, I can't, I can't tell what, what the secret sauce was for them, but it worked. Yeah. And I, I think they could absolutely be a very dominant team. I mean, considering the fact that they played together without even getting a chance to really practice together, like maybe they had a day, uh, I don't know. I think, or was it, was it literally the day before the tournament that they got paired up together? Or I can't it, remember if it was two days, one day. It, it was How the was day before all? women's double. So it, it wasn't the day that yeah. they won gold. It was the day that they played the bracket up to the gold medal match. It was the day before right. is when they decided to play yeah. together. So, man, that's super, super impressive for a brand new team to be able to win gold at the, the grandest stage of the year, nationals. I mean, man. Yeah, that's impressive. I, I mean, I'm excited to see what they can do. I think it's going to be another good... Partnership. Speaking of new partnerships, uh, Irina Tarashenko, at a right. What? That was incredible. Did you get a chance to watch them play at all? I did not get a chance to see much of them, but I heard great things. Yeah, uh, that was that was really impressive to watch them play together. You know, at a right, she's fairly new to the scene. I knew she. I believe she became a, a, a PPA contracted player within the last few months. Uh, and then her and Irina at the most recent PPA event going all the way to the gold medal match. Uh, unfortunately, they came short. You know, Andrea Coop uh, was on fire at that at that tournament, taking home two gold medals. Yeah. But I really, I, I would love to see that partnership happen more. Irina is obviously one of the most seasoned players in pickleball on the female side. Uh, she's been at the top of the game forever. She's a very tough opponent. What she can do to shape the ball and her strategy is, is, you know, it's incredible. So maybe her and Etta Wright playing together more might be a key to some, you know, to some victories in the future. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, based on what I heard, I, it sounds like they were a great team. So yeah, I, I say keep with it. See how you do. I would love to see it. That's for sure. And then Andrea Coop, I mean, as we all know, she was just recovering from being sick when she went to the PPA to cash showcase and her and AJ Kohler got gold and her and, oh my God, who's she playing with? I can't even, um, 
Uh, when her when she when they won women's. Um, why am I spacing right now on who who she was playing with? I yeah, you're not gonna help me, are you? I'm trying uh -oh. to fix my camera again. <laughs> oh, what the Wabby? Fix your damn camera. Anyway, uh, oh, it was uh with uh with Vivian, right? Vivian David, and they looked incredible. So. Hats off to Andrea Coop, man. She, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of feeling out there that, you know, the, the PPA pros are so much more dominant over the non PPA pros. And there's some truth to that, right? I mean, there, <laughs> there's a reason that the PPA has captured the top talent, but I don't know about you, Webby, but I enjoy it when you have somebody who's not with the PPA, who comes into a PPA event kind of shake thing, shakes things up a little bit. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think the, the PPA tournaments are way more entertaining when APP people come in. Uh, it's just, man, like we've said before, like it just when it's just the same small core group of pro players, it gets kind of dull. I mean, we see the same matchups. You see the same teams in the gold medal finals. And it's it's great pickleball, top-notch pickleball, but when it's the same teams over and over, and in a lot of cases, the same results, gets kind of boring, not going to lie. So when the APP people come in and shake things up, way more entertaining, way more entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah, that was really, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's still, what, two more tournaments for the PPA this year, two more for APP. And then there's kind of a slight lull until January, and then things pick right back up again, man. I feel like, yeah. I feel like there's no there's no break in pickleball. It's just it's now twenty four seven three sixty five when all these events are going on, and it's it's pretty crazy. Like, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you think we would benefit from having a pickleball season? I mean, what other sport is just on all year round without? like an actual season to it. <laughs> right. So I love pickleball. I love watching pro pickleball, but I hate the fact that it goes all year long without much of a break at all. I think there absolutely needs to be a break. Um, it just, it, like we said many times before, it's, it, it's saturated. There's too many events and there does need to be a down season. Like there's, there needs to be downtime. Um, and then now, 2023 like i don't know i don't know how it's going to go in 2023 with the whole mlp ppa matchup that's going on the uh their union um and then we got app in addition to that i don't know how things are going to look for them with how things are going with ppa and mlp because this year it was mostly mlp and app that were like joining forces and then it's going to be totally it's going to be flip-flopped in uh, in 2023 it's going to be ppa and mlp and I talked about this a couple episodes ago. I'm kind of worried about MLP a little bit just because like we all loved how MLP was, but they'd only had a few events throughout the year. It was super entertaining. And now it's going to be the format's totally going to be changed and stuff. So I just I hope they do it. I hope the change that happens is good and entertaining still and that we don't start getting burned out on MLP because I don't know. It's just uh, too much of a good thing makes it not so good. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so the whole vibe MLP merger thing was just I think it threw everybody for a loop, right? I mean, we all know yeah. well we can 
I don't know for sure, but we have all speculated on what happened just over a year ago when Tom Dundon and Steve Kuhn met. Tom Dundon, obviously the new owner of the PPA, as well as pickleballtournaments.com uh, and Pickleball Central. Uh, and then Steve Kuhn, owner of Dreamland and MLP, where they sat down. Oh, and Duper, by the way. Sorry, Steve Kuhn with Duper. Uh, where they sat down and talked. And it didn't sound like the conversation went really well. And then you, you kind of saw and felt a divide between the PPA and, and MLP to the point to where none of the PPA exclusive contracted players were able to play in the 2022 season, which I think there are pros and cons to, right? But I, I don't know about you, Webby, but I think if we're going to have a major league pickleball, it needs to be all of the top pros. So when you take away all the PPA pros in 2022, you lose the top talent that's out there. Don't get me wrong. I loved MLP. I thought it was an, an incredible season. And, uh, you know, e even if they would have stuck with that same format, I still would have tuned in and I thought it would have, you know, it would have been, very fun to watch but now that they're merged it seems like there's going to be opportunities to have the top talent aligned with the top talent uh across the board in pickleball which i'm excited to hear about and going on to that so webby i know that within the past week actually i think it's within the last few days uh there's been an announcement that in order to be eligible to play for mlp you need to be either a, a PPA MLP silver tour card holder or a PPA MLP gold tour card holder. Are you familiar with this at all? I saw a little bit about it and I read up on it a bit, but I still don't know totally how it all works. Have you, are you familiar enough with it to be able to describe how it's going to work? I am. Yeah. And, and this isn't really uh, an opinion piece. I just want to share facts. I really don't know that I have an opinion yet. I think it's still too soon to to see, but I just want to be able to present the facts to you guys here. And I'm going to throw an image up on the screen here. And uh, while I'm doing that, Webby, maybe you can uh, fix your camera again. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, here here's what's going down. In, el in order to be eligible to be able to play MLP in the 2023 season, you need to be either a PPA MLP silver tour card holder or a PPA MLP gold tour card holder, right? And this is coming straight from the uh, No Man's Land Pickleball website. So I don't know where they got it from, but this is coming straight from there. And if you look here, at, if, if you want to be a silver tour card holder, then you're going to play all six of the MLP events in 2023. Then you need to play at least five minimum of five PPA events and you get what they're calling a hundred percent of the prize money, no appearance fees, uh, a marketing package. You don't get some of the PPA benefits package like medical rental car, stuff like that, but you get a, a lot of the, a lot of the great stuff, but you don't have tour exclusivity, which means if you still want to play APP, you still want to play other tours. You have the ability to, however, now there's been this gold tour card, which uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy what this offers you. You still have to play all six, of the MLP events. However, you have to play 20 PPA events, uh, four wow. majors included in there and you get double the MLP prize money and PPA prize money plus all the other benefits 
and you also have tour exclusivity. So you're not going to be eligible to play uh, any or many non-PPA events. And to what, what I understand, you need to be one of these two in order to be able to play MLP in 2023. So, Webby, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I apologize to the people tuning in on YouTube because my camera keeps freezing and it is frozen once again, but I think you can still hear me, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh man, that's a tough one because the the PP, the the gold card incentives are pretty good sounding. I mean, the fact that you could get twice as much money potentially um, and you get to play all the MLP events. Uh, basically... Basically, what I hear when I read that is that like APP is kind of screwed when it comes to if if a lot of people choose the gold tour card, uh, I just think man APP is screwed over if that if that's what most of the people opt to do. Um, but my question is like, are people going to opt for that, or are they going to opt for the silver tour card so they can still do the APP events? Because um, it does sound like there's still going to be a lot of prize money to potentially win through APP. So man, that's a tough one. What do you choose? If you're like not one of the top players, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I think it really comes down to that being able to look honestly at your skill level, your performance and look back at it and say, all right, if I'm going to play MLP and I'm eligible for a hundred percent of the prize money with the silver tour card, um, which is a good payout, even without the two times payout, it's still very good in you know when it comes to pickleball uh if if you feel like you know you're going to do well there however you don't necessarily think that you're going to be meddling very much at the PPA events where you can continue to go and and play APPs or non PPAs does that make sense for you uh there's a lot of people that are going to be in that boat but then there's a lot of people who maybe didn't like the idea of an exclusive contract. So that's why they haven't signed with the PPA yet, but are in the top 15, 20 people where now this changes things a little bit, right? Now, if it's truly a business decision, it changes things because now you have to think about it from, well, I get double the MLP money. I get double the PPA money and I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to meddle quite a bit in the PPA. I don't know. seems like it changes things. Yeah. And uh, from, uh, I don't know if this is accurate, but I could have swore I read something that said you have to be invited to be even eligible for the gold tour. Is that, have you heard that? Like, I have not, not just anybody heard that. Can fly. No. I, th I think I read something. It might've been on the, on the Dink newsletter uh, or somewhere on social media, but it was somewhere I read something about how to be eligible for the gold tour card, you actually have to be invited. So it's not even open to anybody who wants it. Yeah. And I mean, I could see that, right? I mean, look, we're going to have what, 24 teams in MLP, which means it's going to be 96 players, right? They're not going to have 96 gold card PPA MLP players. It's just not going to happen. Right. I, I, I get that. Uh, yep. so yeah, I, man, I don't know. This is going to be very, very interesting. It seems like things are changing quite a bit. Uh, but I am grateful that 
there is a little bit more transparency out there right now about what the future of pickleball is going to look like. So yeah, is it a little scary sometimes? Are we kind of, you know, uh, maybe thinking that this is getting a little out of hand? I don't know. Me personally, I do. But at the same point, it is nice to see good journalism, good reporting, and good transparency from these companies about what exactly is going to be the future of pickleball. Yeah, and we've always been very vocal from the beginning. There's always been stuff that we loved and supported about PPA, uh, things about APP that we've loved. Um, but it it does, I do think it hurts the sport to have this division and have have it to where not all of the best players are united for all these tournaments because when it's just a, a smaller chunk of the pro pickleball world, it just makes things not as enjoyable when you're trying to show off this growing and emerging sport. It's not good for it when not all of the absolute best people are in the same place at the same time competing in the tournaments. So, man, I don't know. We'll see how 2023 goes, but I just hope that, uh, Hope it's not for the worst, and I hope it makes things better. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Get your popcorn. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be entertaining. That is for sure. Uh, what What are your thoughts on a lot of these celebrities making their way into the pickleball world? I like it. I like uh, from the very beginning. Like I feel like the Keeping Up with Kardashians was one of the first mainstream shows that really featured pickleball, and we talked about that. I feel like years ago. But tons of people on social media and on the pickleball forum hated the fact that the Kardashians were involved. They were saying that, oh, stuff like that hurts the sport. And like, oh, this is the end of pickleball. The Kardashians are playing. But I totally disagree with that type of feeling. I think the the more celebrities that get involved in pickleball, the better, because that's going to make it even more popular. It's going to cause more courts to pop up, more pickleball programs, more funding for pickleball everywhere. And because uh, I know I hear a lot of complaints from people like, oh, our courts are too busy as it is. I don't want more people to be playing pickleball. And I, I can't stand that mentality. I absolutely hate it. And I feel like people that say that you're the reason why pickleball didn't grow sooner. And it pisses me off. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, man. Uh, like if, if you don't want the sport to grow, but you want it to stay the same, like, all right, fine. Go, go have your own little community. Go do your thing. But what value is, is it providing? Do you not see the benefit in us getting more growth? Yes, your courts might temporarily be packed, but if there's such a demand for it, that means that there's going to be other public courts that are going to be created as well as private organizations who are going to come in and be able to give you facilities that you want to be able to play on. When I first moved into the community that I actually just moved out of uh, last month, nobody was playing pickleball. And we would go to the courts and we didn't even know how to keep score. We were just idiots out there, right? Now, a couple of weeks ago, there were almost 30 people on a Saturday morning on four courts there. We had never seen numbers like that ever. And, you know, we lived in that community for seven years, never saw anything like that. So I think it's a combination of people started to see better players up there in addition to the sport is becoming more popular. And I think celebrities are a, a good way to get into that. Um, wh whether or not you uh, you think, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Webby and I, you and I have talked about this. Like, I don't understand the fascination with celebrities. It's not something that I really give a crap about. But a lot of people 
love it. And so if you see mm-hmm. celebrities playing, even if their play sucks, who cares? Like, just be, be grateful that the word is getting out there and stop being the get off my lawn guy on your pickleball courts. Yeah. And speaking of celebrities and playing pickleball, did you watch any of that pickled special that was on CBS? I know that got very mixed reviews and reactions. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I, I want to download it and then watch it on my next flight because I, I'm interested in, in what happened there. But based on what I saw on the social medias, uh, the level of play was not the greatest. Is that an accurate portrayal? That is accurate, but that was mainly like the first couple matches. It got better as it went along. And I talked about this with Pickleball McNasty a bit too, but Emma Watson, she she blew me away. She surprised me. You could tell she really enjoyed playing. She played very well. Uh, Will Ferrell played very well. I, it seemed like he was kind of holding back a little bit because at first his team was dominating because he was he's a very tall guy and he could get to the ball a lot. And his team took a pretty commanding lead. So it, it looked like at one point he kind of, dialed it back and was just trying to be more of a funny guy on the court rather than playing good and stuff like that. But I, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I, I didn't go into it expecting very high level play. I mean, I, I don't know why people thought that this was going to be super high level pickleball. Um, it was way better than when, uh, Michael Phelps (laughs) played Larry (laughs) Fitzgerald. Do you you remember that? Like Michael Phelps, you could tell, you could tell it was his first time ever touching a pickleball paddle. He had absolutely horrible hand-eye coordination, and that was that was way worse than what happened on any of the matches in Pickled. And I feel like, um, and we talked about this last on the last episode a little bit too. Like, it would definitely be better if every celebrity that you have on the next show, if they do another one, was at least familiar with pickleball and had decent skill. Like, don't have people where it's their first time ever playing, which that was the case on the Pickled special. But luckily, they edited it in a way to where like they didn't show a whole lot of the people that were bad players. So they they edited the matches to be like very short and stuff. So like they would show the first couple rallies, then they would cut to like a funny skit, and then cut to the last couple rallies of the match and stuff like that. So I thought they did a very good job putting the thing together, and they made it fun. Uh, there was good comedy mixed in with it and stuff like that. And the whole thing it was a fundraising event. The whole thing was to raise money for comic relief. Which they help provide. Uh, I think they their main objective is to help uh, homelessness and stuff like that, and provide money and stuff like that. So the whole thing it was for a good cause. It was a fun special. I think it achieved its purpose. I thought it was great. But man, the pickleball community bashed it because of how bad some of the players were, and that I didn't like to see, and it, it made me feel bad because I thought it was a really good special for what it was. And I do think if they do it again, they are gonna focus more on celebrities that like know how to play more competitively and stuff like that. So I think it's going to get better as it goes, if they make it a more recurring thing, but man, it it just bummed me out so bad to see how much the pickleball community bashed this thing. What, why do you think, why do you think that is like, what, what is it at the core of people? Cause it's, it's not just specific to pickleball, right? But that's the world that you and I are in. And that's the exposure we have to social media on Facebook and Instagram what what is the fascination with people trolling or feeling like their opinion is so important that they have to share it with the world or just like literally shitting not literally figuratively <laughs> shitting on every 
everything that's happening out there, like what? That's not you and I. I mean, sometimes you control a little bit, but that's definitely not me. Like, where does that come from? What What is that? I, I just don't get it. I don't get it, man. Because I feel like anytime I troll, I'm usually trolling people that troll. I'm a, I'm like a troll yeah. hunter is what I call myself sometimes. But I, I've cut way back on that. I stopped doing that. But when I was, was a little newer to social media and I saw people trolling, then I would just kind of attack those people. But I don't get it, man. It's just no matter what you put out there, people are going to bash it. And it's just it's the whole keyboard warrior thing because I'm not going to say who, but somebody fairly well known in the pickleball world, he's kind of known for being a troll on social media. And we had a guest on our show who this person trolled. And so I was like, hey, we're going to have this person on our podcast. Would you want to like show up and like talk to him and like express your concerns or something like that? Or and then he was like, no, I I don't want to do that. And I was like, well, I'm going to. I wanted to show the post that you made on social media just to have him talk about it. And he was like, no, 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 please don't. I don't, I don't want to get involved in this. Like, don't, uh, don't put my name out there. And I'm like, wait a second. So you, you like openly bashed this person on social media, but now you don't want us to bring it up during our show and have this person that you were bashing discuss it. Like you, so you only wanted this out there hoping that they never saw it. You just wanted to bash them and stuff like that. Like, and I feel like that's how the mentality is for a lot of these people. They just put it out there. They're trying to look cool. But if ever given the chance to actually confront the person they're bashing, they hide and don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 real. We see it happen all the time. I I've also seen a lot of uh, what I like to call white knighting recently, where there's people that are coming to the defense of someone else, but doing it in a way of kind of demeaning to them, of like they can't pick their own fights or they're not, you know, they're not gonna. Uh, stand up for themselves. So I have to come in and, and do it and and look at me. I'm the savior. I'm the moral authority of pickleball. And uh, what what is that all about? I don't understand that either. Like I'm, it's honestly the greatest social experiment ever. Just observing these forums and the responses that people get. I mean, what what are your thoughts on white knighting? Have you heard that term before? I never have. No, I I'm not familiar with that. But I I know it exactly what you're talking about though. But yeah, I just, I don't get it, man. Like, I just, I am blown away at what people say and put out there, especially with their names associated to it on social media. It just, I don't know, man. I do not get it. I can't even begin to comprehend what goes through people's mm-hmm. heads when they do that. Well, if you guys have an opinion, please throw it down in the comments below. And if you're one of those people, own it. Tell us why, why you think it's important that you get your opinion out there or why you think that if somebody asks a rules question and you see 30 responses of the exact same thing that you need to be the 31st, that's the other part that I don't understand. What is that about? I hate it. I can't stand it. It just, oh man. Sometimes I just hate social media. It just really pisses me off sometimes. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we are not live on Facebook anymore. And there's a couple of reasons. Number one, because I just, I absolutely hate Facebook. I would have gotten rid of it a long time ago if it wasn't for pickleball and and the fact that everybody in pickleball is on it. But secondly, they are constantly changing how you stream to Facebook without any warning. We're we're done. It's It's such a pain in the butt. It's not worth it. We get a lot more viewers and a lot more interaction on Facebook, but at this point, I don't care. I'd rather us be able to come out and do a live stream and have a good time on YouTube, a platform that we know, that we like, and we trust rather than Facebook. So just to give you guys a little bit of 
insight into why we are not on Facebook right now. Not that we're boycotting, just that we don't no. really want to deal with it. Right? Yeah. We'll still use Facebook. We'll still post things on there. Uh, we'll still share the links to our videos and stuff on there. But as far as going live, it is an absolute nightmare to work with. So we just decided we're going to stick with YouTube. It's in, it's much better. Everything live on YouTube is way, way better than Facebook. So it just if any of you tune into things that are live on both Facebook and YouTube, you should always opt for YouTube. The quality is way better. You can mm -hmm. rewind. You can watch in slow motion while the stuff is live. Uh, it's just so, so much better. So just do yourself a favor. If you like live content and it's on YouTube, go to YouTube. Don't That's do right. Facebook anymore. <laughs> no more Facebook. No more Facebook. Get rid of it. <laughs> Hashtag your, no more Facebook. <laughs> throw your phones down the down the drain. Wait, yep. no, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so so stupid. Uh, but but still, make sure you follow us on Facebook. You can follow yeah. us on Facebook and interact on Facebook. Just don't use Facebook for live stuff. <laughs> Webby, what in the world is going on with your damn camera? I don't know, man. I'm hoping to get it figured out for the next episode. It's just, I guess I'm so rusty at doing live stuff that even my computers are full of cobwebs. So the, the, my live stream computers, they just aren't cooperating. The computers ain't computing. Um, well... Might be a good time to wrap it up anyway. Are there any other topics you wanted to be able to talk about tonight? No, I think we... There, I mean, there definitely were a lot more things going on in the pickleball world, but I think now is a good time to stop. We can save those for next time, but due to the <laughs> due to how fast things are changing in the pickleball world, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that'll be old news within a couple of days, and there'll be a whole new slew of things to talk about and some new pickleball controversies. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Um, I just want to remind you guys that we hope to get these going, uh, the dinking around episodes in the near future. Uh, if there's any content you want us to be able to cover, any topics you want us to talk about, any guests that you think are, are good to be able to have on, let us know. You can always throw comments down below. You can shoot an email over to info at eddieandwebby.com with your ideas, or maybe you have something cool that you want to talk about. Let us know. And uh, we are happy to consider bringing you on to be able to talk about this great sport of pickleball that we all love and maybe drink a beer with you. You don't have to. We've had plenty of guests that have chosen not to. Uh, and that's totally fine as well. Uh, hopefully we'll get to do this again here in the next few weeks. Maybe. What do you think? Maybe before the end of the year? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's definitely way more fun doing this live with you. Um, but if, uh, let us know, like, did you guys like when I did the episodes by myself? Cause that, um, either Eddie by himself or me by myself, that'll make it to where we can do episodes more frequently since it's hard for our schedules to jive. Did you hate it? Was it just lacking too much without both of us together? Let us know that too, because maybe I'll never do it again, but you never know. I just want to know what it. you guys think. I, it was awful. <laughs> I'm sure you horrible. did. No, no I, I definitely prefer this. This is way better. This is way, way better. I would much rather do this every single time. Um, but sometimes there's just times where I want to talk about some some of the stuff going on in pickleball or share some good news. And if it just so happens I have to do it while going solo, then so be it. That's right. And on that note, I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off. See ya. See ya.